Welcome to the Lifestyle of Reverence podcast. My name is Rochelle Sheik, and I'm the founder of Koya. Koya remembers that everything is interconnected, lives a lifestyle of reverence, integrates the polarities of masculine and feminine, light and dark, and heaven and earth into wholeness. Koya honors the energy that moves outwards to the cardinal directions, to the north, to trust the physical sensation of truth in the body, to the south, anchoring your truth through doing your sacred work in the world, to the west, following the call of your soul to explore, and to the east, living your life as prayer. Koya also honors the energy that moves inwards to access your inner wisdom, inner creativity, inner sensuality, and inner light. Koya honors through movement, ritual, community, and pilgrimage, exploring the paths that point you back to your soul, giving you courage to enter the portal of possibility, to remember to remember. Our first series is about the call to create and that our bodies were meant to do this. We'll explore the themes of menstruation, pregnancy, hormonal cycles, and the value of lived experience in the body as a way to map the path of creation from idea to actualization. Our next guest is Samar Ciprian. She's a certified practitioner and self-care teacher of the Arvigo techniques of Maya abdominal therapy, Mayan spiritual healing, and holistic pelvic care and holistic pelvic energy trained by Tammy Kent. She's also a Koya teacher. And to learn more about Samar, you can visit moon-yoga.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm Rochelle Sheik, and I'm very honored to be here with Samar Ciprian. And Samar has taught me so much about this topic. Uh, we met through Koya, so I was already fascinated with embodying the feminine and the metaphors of movement, but I had never met anyone that had as much intimate knowledge, had devoted themselves as much to the healing of the feminine body as she had. And I'm very excited to hear about her path and how she came across a lot of this um, this knowledge and how the female body works and then specifically not only how it works but how rich with metaphor it is so I'm so honored to be able to record our conversation and share it with all of you that are listening now because every time I've had a conversation with her, it has deeply impacted and expanded my perception of myself and my body and my connection to the universe as a creator, really attuning to my womb. So Samar, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank you so much, Rochelle, for your invitation and your kind words and making so much space for this conversation to even be had in the world. It's, mm. it's really moving and I feel super honored. Um, womb work, it, it's so interesting. It's like, it's like it chose me. I remember being at university and having all these graphic design and art projects and just drawing uteruses everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Not even really knowing anatomically what they looked like, but just being absolutely obsessed. Um, and I think that was just a function of being in a society that had 
suppressed a lot about femininity. So I grew up in the Middle East and I was really hungry to understand more. Um, and I've had kind of how this started was I'd lost my period for several years because of an eating disorder. So there was a whole s section of my life where I wasn't bleeding and there was a lot of fear tied up in this. And um, it, it became really clear that if I didn't heal my relationship with my body, nothing was going to move forward in my life, literally. So lots happened. And then, you know, a lot of personal healing happened. And I wasn't... Um, working with my womb physically at that time, but I was really working with her on a psychic level through yoga and through just speaking and connecting. And then I went on a vision quest in the Redwoods in California. And this was after my son was born and I felt kind of like, I'm not sure what I'm doing anymore. And during that vision quest, I asked the spirits of the land and whoever was listening, I'm like, show me what you want me to do. And so I tripped over the root of a tree um, and that root of a tree looked like a hand and an arm and an elbow and a shoulder. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a person coming out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't really understand what that meant, but through a series of beautiful events, I ended up being gifted a session with an Arvigo practitioner. And this is the work I do clinically is Arvigo therapy. And at that time, I was just like, not sure what it was. I just knew it was womb massage. And so I had a treatment. Um, I had quite significant shifts in my own symptoms, especially around some bladder function that had started to weaken postpartum. And I thought, this is really interesting, but it hadn't clicked yet. And then I was on a flight from New York to Washington, D.C., and I was reading Dr. Rosita Arvigo's book, Rainforest Home Remedies, and I read the whole thing cover to cover because it was just so interesting. It was all the stuff as a little kid I was into, like plant medicine and herbal remedies and, you know, touch, and, like, it just made so much sense, and I was, like, eating it up, and then I got really, really sleepy, and when I got really, really sleepy, I just shut my eyes, and this loud, booming voice just spoke to me on the plane and it said, you are to go to Belize and study Mayan spiritual healing. And I'm like, who said that? You know? <laughs> I look around and the, nobody said it, but all these little TV screens that were hanging from the ceiling of the plane had Belize on them. And mm. I couldn't hear that because I didn't have headphones in, but it was one of those moments where you're like, I can't ignore this. I have to do this. You know, I have to figure this out. So the irony when we're talking about womb wisdom is I had got pregnant in Belize a few years earlier, thinking I would never return to this funny little country. I was there for a wedding. It was random. The tickets had been sent. You know, um, we had a wonderful time and came back with child, you know. So it was like my uterus woke up when she was in that country and did her most biggest dance. And it was only years later that I connected it. So fast forward, like, wow, that's amazing. I've I never know. heard that before. That's fantastic. What a, what poetry. It, it was crazy. It was unbelievable. We were swimming with sharks like every day for three days and obviously having lots of time together as a couple mm -hmm. and then just created this baby. So it was beautiful. Unbelievable. It was so unbelievable. <laughs> I know. It was so, so amazing. I can hardly believe it myself. <laughs> I can't help myself. It's like, I know it's so cheesy, but I really think that joke is really funny. It's really funny. It's on all their, like, yeah. all <laughs> um, 
So the thing about Belize that's so interesting is Dr. Rosita Arvigo, who is um, one of my teachers and a woman I love deeply and respect hugely, um, has resided in Belize for decades. And her story really briefly is just that, you know, she was a napropath, which is kind of like a branch of chiropractic that deals with ligaments and soft tissues. Um, and that's something I've really come to understand is so critical in women's health, women's pelvic health, is the stability of the pelvis, which I just want to tie this to Koya for a second, because Koya is one of the most powerful ways in which women heal this area. Um, I taught initiation last weekend, and there was this awesome lady who came in and said, you know, I've had such bad cramps for years, and since I've started doing Rochelle's videos, they're gone. Mm. I just wanted you to know that. <laughs> healing one womb at a time. <laughs> but yeah, so Rosita just, you know, she left the U.S. Um, looking for a land that was more connected where she could practice her body work and herbal medicine and ended up in Belize after spending time in Mexico with midwives and learning about traditional birthing methods. And when she was there, um, through a series of amazing events, met Donnelly Hioponti, um, who was considered to be one of the last, if not the last, hamen of this tradition. And that's mm -hmm. like Dr. Priest Shaman. Mm -hmm. So she begged him for ages to take her on as a mentor. And he was like, nah, -uh, it's not going to happen. Until <laughs> <laughs> he changed his mind. And then he taught her so much, you know. Mm. And one of the things he taught her was the traditional abdominal massage and Women would come when they were postpartum having issues or they were having menstrual cramps or having back problems. Even men would come in for abdominal issues. And he would do this very deep abdominal work on them and their symptoms would start to go away. And for a long time, it wasn't clear what he was doing. But Rosita's napropathic background and anatomical background um, really started to put this in order. And then they've created this quite concrete, very... Um, very well-rounded way of approaching the body through touch. Mm. And things that um, really become clear to me recently is how touch and movement are our most primal forms of medicine. Mm. Because facing with our body, it's just us and our own body. Um, and I just love that because one of the things about our vegan therapy that's so beautiful is every single person that comes in has to learn self-care massage. Mm -hmm. That's it is it's like so they're not dependent on me they're not dependent on anyone else it's like feel your own womb or the space she's supposed to be in understand what it's like when she's not in the right place and Donnelly Hioponte used to say um, a woman's uterus is her center if it's not in the right place nothing in her life can be and there are layers and layers and layers to this conversation wow I and there's so much there. I love the synchronicity in your own story that illuminated for you that, like, that this is an invitation that you can't ignore and that you moved forward with it. Um, I love, you know, Rosita's story and her persistence and how she really took this um, ancient practice of healing and made it accessible to many like you how incredible that the foundation of it is empowering to the woman so that she is understanding and learning about her own body and that's everyone needs to learn that self-care massage and more of their own anatomy and then also the you know the metaphor that when our womb is in place when our 
our physical manifestation portal of creation is in place. And if we take the metaphor, like our perception of ourselves as creative as beings is in place, <laughs> you know, it's just really, it's just really, really deep. And so uh, I also appreciate you sharing, you know, the, that Koya is a powerful way to heal this part of the body and just like very simplistically, uh, you know, through movement, you know, through movement, there's the circulation of blood, of oxygen, of energy through attention and just noticing how you feel. It's, um, it's so actually simple that what you put your attention on starts to grow. So just a part of the body that might get like zero contemplation unless it's like, you know, being super upset about cramps or being pregnant to just really bring awareness in just the awareness is healing <laughs> you know so yeah, definitely and I mean there's so much there and I I want to say like it's definitely simple but what happens in Koya especially in hip opening and hip circles is so much deeper than simple in the sense that like when you're moving through all these four quadrants of space in the pelvis, you're actually lengthening and balancing a series of ligaments and all the fascia and connective tissue around your womb. So often, and you've talked about this in that like we spend so much time doing linear movements and sitting at like 90 degrees or worse, like slouched over. And those ligaments don't get their full expression. All the connective tissue around them don't get their full expression. So you have situations mechanically where women can just whatever the tendency is gets exaggerated. So one of the things that's been so interesting, and I really want to honor one of my other teachers, Tammy Kent, who's written the book Wild Feminine and has pioneered a system of care called holistic pelvic care, which is internal vaginal work, is this idea of like these quadrants and like where's the balance, you know? Um, and so often what I'll find on the table is like women are either really right-sided or left-sided or really anterior or retroverted with their uterus so it's either off to one side or leaning super forward or leaning super back and when you really start to um, have a conversation with a woman and go what's happening in your life where her uterus is showing up is a metaphor for where she's showing up so like the most striking example is with a retroverted uterus is often the woman's like taking a step back and she's like, this is too hard. I don't want to be in this situation. You know, I don't want to profile anybody, but the energy you find around it is usually like something's happened where they're not engaging anymore mm -hmm. like here with life. So then you're going to have like back issues. You're going to have constipation. You're going to have all kinds of sacral stuff because the womb, like a wild animal, honestly, like when you touch her, I can't explain this any better, but it's like the primal self. It's like the self that never got domesticated, so it behaves like one. You know, if you've had like a dog who um, doesn't want to conform that day and just does all these weird behaviors, it's like kind of like that. Mm -hmm. so, she just does whatever she thinks is right to stay safe. And that kind of right and left thing, I know there's some um, controversy about this, but the right feels much more masculine to me in the way that I've worked with the body and someone else might have a different perspective and the left feels much more feminine. And so often like you'll see a lot of women really locked into their right side. Mm. And this hasn't been safe. You know, it hasn't been safe to be feminine. It hasn't been safe to be in my mother line. Something happened there that was scary. So it's easier for me to be here. You know, and then if you have women with a lot of frontal issues, like their uterus is just leaning onto their bladder, 
it's like often they just give too much. Mm. They give and give and give until they're wiped out. So these are super simplistic explanations, but it's been fascinating, like taking all these different pieces together and going, our body's telling the story of where we're in trouble emotionally or where we're not healing or where we've given ourselves away. And, you know, I love your line in the, the manual about erotic innocence and like claiming the fastest way to take your power back is to feel good. And so when people are stretching through their body and they're actually creating balance by balancing those ligaments and balancing those hips, it feels good and they feel aligned. And it's just really interesting. Like the whole metaphor piece is so interesting to me. Mm. Thank you for planting so many powerful seeds in that conversation and that explanation of uh, the tilt of the pelvis and what, and what that means and all. And I think just listening to it, I can imagine anyone listening to this can imagine where they might, you know, their tendency might be. And I just feel like there's literally an ocean of wisdom inside of you and in this particular topic and I feel like this conversation in this podcast was like when you see a picture of a particular ocean that maybe you've never been to before you know it's like the Indian Ocean like I haven't been there before but I just saw a picture of it and I felt like this that's what this conversation was it was like hey everyone it exists <laughs> you know and like you should get on a plane in your psyche <laughs> and go explore and dive into that Indian Ocean and and I guess is what's coming through right now is um, also this idea like in the United States there's this real call to Standing Rock and indigenous respect and prayer but also this protecting the water like people are waking up to realize the water and that the that we all were born of the water you know we're like the womb we're all water babies and that the feminine you know our bodies are made of like 70 percent water our earth is made of 70 some percent water and so i just feel like i'm I look forward to talking to you more about this because I knew in asking you to come on this, it was going to be, you know, there's, we were just going to scratch the sur surface and, and I feel like it was so rich and so deep. And so I'd love for you to share with people if they just had, you know, an awakening listening to you, how can they learn a little bit more? You mentioned um, Tammy Kent and wild feminine. You mentioned our Vigo therapy. Um, uh, if, is there anything else or your website or anything that you would want to point them in the right direction to continue learning? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the best places to start are with Tammy Kent's three books. So Wild Feminine really discusses the pelvic bowl, and there's tons of meditations and visualizations there to go in and start to walk around the bowl and find what's there. So that's one really potent way. I always tell people to just do Koya, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> And do Koya with the intention of really connecting in with the pelvis and, and being present with your womb. Mm -hmm. um, one story that's coming to mind that I just really briefly want to share is that I had a woman come in um, for a session and we ended up just doing Koya and she went so deep into the holding of a miscarriage she hadn't processed that she got her period during the session and had to run to the bathroom and was like having a kind of, you know, proxy bleed for the baby that she hadn't dealt with. 
Mm -hmm. So so much of it is inside. So all those resources we've talked about are really beautiful resources that, you know, there's tons in there. So like rvigotherapy.com, wildfeminine.com. People can definitely visit my website if they want to and there's more resources. But your biggest resource is your own body. And so any technique that brings you closer and all three of these techniques bring you so close. So Koya through the whole body and through energy, Arvigo therapy through the belly, and then Tammy Kent's work through the inside of the body. Um, and then frankly, your greatest resource is nature, especially mm. waterways of nature, especially the ocean. Um, so I wish I had more like, you know, to tell you, but that's the truth. Well, I think that's perfect. And I'm so glad that you presence that because I think that's part of the issue here is that all this information seems like outside of ourselves. It's like no one sat down and said, I mean, or very few people received like, this is your uterus. This is exactly how it works. And then also, oh, and here's the energetic and the emotional component. And it's, you know, it's all these things, but that the empowerment is one part, the information, but it's really the information that just gives you a way to start to interpret and and understand how you're actually feeling. It just gives you a language. It's like the information is like the alphabet so that you can write the sentences of your own experience. Absolutely. And so, but that ultimately that you're not saying, oh, you have to get all this information outside of you. Everything you need to know is outside of you. It's saying just get enough information that you can be more deeply connected to the truth of your own body. And I think, yes, absolutely. And I think one really important piece around that is that we used to have this information. And when Mm -hmm. we talk about indigenous people and returning to their wisdom and honoring the heart of the indigenous the world over, one of the things that's like blown me away is, for example, one of the um, ways in which we work with our vigo therapies through vaginal steams and introducing heat into the pelvis and bringing life back. Um, You know, I've met people from all over the world who goes, yeah, my grandma used to do that, either Mm -hmm. with water or hot rocks or lava stones or coal or whatever. And it's like the world over. So a lot of this is just returning to information that was just given to you by your grandmother or by your mother or by what the women did. And so that was actually taken. So what we're learning is taking back presence that we weren't allowed to have when things just got a little wonky in our history Mm -hmm. and in our dynamic as women. So it's definitely a return in and it's a return into what was taught to you, just like you were taught to tie your shoelaces or taught to ride a bike or across the road. It's like you had to be taught these things to survive. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being such a powerful ambassador of the feminine and feminine health. And I know that when we're more connected to our health, you know, that ripples out in so many ways that we can be and embody more of our creative essence, which is really, you know, part of what we're coming together to do is this everything with Koya is meant to support women that feel the soul call to share themselves with the world and to create and to co-create. And so having this awareness around the womb and having this healing and this understanding and this relationship is a big part of that. And I thank you for your language and your commitment to be on the front lines of daily life and and sharing this. So thank you so much, Samar. And thank you everyone that's listening. I feel so blessed to be in a community um, of cosmic 
companionship that that we all are incarnating at this time and in our own way offering our puzzle piece so we can all click in and ascend to heaven on earth through embodiment. <laughs> thank you, Rochelle. Such an honor. And thank you to everyone who's listening. And the teeny little last thing I want to say is, even if you don't have a physical womb anymore, because there are women out there who've had hysterectomies or all kinds of things have happened, her, this is what Rosita says, is her spirit is always there. And I felt that on women. So it's like, this is for every woman, you know, to just feel super connected to that energy that she was born with. Mm, thank you for that. And thank you, everyone, again. Blessings on the rest of your day. To continue the conversation, visit us at koya.love, Q-O-Y-A dot L-O-V-E, and lifestyleofreverence.com for more information about movement, rituals, community, and pilgrimage.